0: Hey everyone, this is Khalid Yassin. This is Midnight Wisdom. So I put the mic in front of me today without any idea what I'm going to talk about, and I think that's exactly how it should be—a <laughs> day of randomness. And I took today as a break. I felt like I felt like I've been really stuck in everything happening around me, in my day-to-day life lately. That. You know, you're somewhat swept along with everything that's going on around you and you just sometimes need a moment to breathe. And today was one of those days for me where I completely disconnected from everything, turned off my phone and didn't go online. I actually just sat down and had a tea by myself and thought about everything that I've been going through lately. And not just about certain situations, but also about you know, how I've been eating, how I've been interacting with certain people, how I've been feeling towards them, How, what type of feeling do I want to be projecting towards myself? What type of a relationship have I had with myself for the past while, actually? Was it one of a lot of criticism and judgment? Was it one of... I don't know. It's just been that type of day for me, you know, where I'm just really trying to put all of these things in perspective about myself, because... We tend to be, we tend to lose ourselves within the flow of everything happening around us. It's like a very, very strong and rough river. And you're flowing in one direction, and it's hard to get out of that to see where this river is headed, right? And I've had to do that thinking about the podcast as well uh, to see where this river is heading, or where this river is headed. So it's nice to step out of that. A little bit you know go on a different level a bit and then just look at everything for what it is and how it could be like I said and is something that's really bothering me about my own podcast here in Midnight Wisdom is that in my head and in, in what I'm what I think I'm capable of doing I think I'm capable of doing so much more than just this just sitting down and talking in front of a microphone And at the same time, I shouldn't be expecting too much of myself because perfectionism is only going to hurt. It's not going to lead me to a better place. But there's these moments I've had in my life, defining moments, moments where this podcast, the idea was even created, moments where I've had friends that are still supporting me and pushing me to this day because of those moments. And what I mean by all of those things is that I think anyone listening to this right now, or at least those people that I know, they saw that side to me, a side that I would want to show every one of you through this podcast. This is what I want the podcast to even be, what I want it to represent, this clarity. And there there were those moments in my life where there was just... It was coming out of me with such intensity and such focus and such clarity that it's intense. It was intense for those people involved and it was intense for me. And That's how I want this podcast to be. And that's not the feeling I'm getting out of this podcast so far. I don't know how each and every one of your relationship with this, what you're listening to is, because you are your own person, you have your own opinions and your own thoughts. Everyone listening to this will perceive it in a different way, will relate it to their own lives in a different way, and as you should, you're, this is what you are. You're a human being and you relate things to yourself to try to live a better life for your life because you're in this body right here and right now and you want to move forward and hopefully to a better place than what was there before or what is right now. You know, Because if the future isn't a nice place to go towards, then what's the point, you know? And I think that's a lot of what a lot of people are going through, is that they look towards a future and they're not sure if their future is going to be bright or, or if they're going towards a good place. And of course, you're going to be anxious and nervous about that. It's your life. It's your livelihood. It's your entire being at stake. You know, and your system was, your system was biologically tuned to overestimate risk and overestimate danger. So you'd think that something more likely, more likely bad things are going to happen than good so that you just stay alive and not risk your entire being. And there, there comes the thing: is that you have to risk to, to actually be what you know you can be. You have to risk what you were and put all of that on the line and sacrifice who you were yesterday and the day before that. To who you want to be in the future. To what you're looking forward towards. And if there's nothing to look forward to, then why even start? Why do anything, right? So that's the natural assumption we have to have. You don't even don't even fucking think about it. Just assume your future is going to be a lot better than what it is right now. But the mistake people do, the p- mistake everyone makes is that they think that this is just going to happen on its own. They think that, okay, life is just going to somehow improve on its own, even though my relationship with life isn't as good as it needs to be. My expectations of life aren't what they need to be. And expectations, it's something I have to delve into. It's something that we all have to deal with every day in regards to almost everything that's going on. You know, you always have a set of expectations. God, our imaginations are so powerful. They're so strong, you know, usually used to assess risk and simulate different certain scenarios in your head to see whether or not you'd survive in them. And then instead of your offspring dying or you dying, then the simulation of you in your head, of and you being in that situation would die instead of you dying. So what we inherently are is abstract action, is that we can act within the simulations we create in our heads about whatever is going on, maybe a conversation with your boss you need to have or with someone that's important to you. You can simulate that and see different factors and add that and how you would say this and how they would react. And you know, you can play that all in your head, you know, and you may or may not be close to how the reality of the situation might end up, but you'd have a certain expectation of it the expectation of whether or not you're going to do well in this interaction or you you won't do that well. Maybe you'd be bad. But the funny thing is is that your expectations affect your performance. Like if I expect to walk in on a presentation and wow, everyone listening to me, that's my expectation. Then I will act in a way that will support that expectation because I'm going to have that confidence. Everyone's going to feel amazed after they hear what I have to say. And they'll see that in you as you speak. And they will be amazed. But if I go in with the expectation that it's not going to go well, or these people might judge me, or these people might laugh, it's going to affect my performance. At the end of the day, it is your performance that matters. But your expectation affects your performance. So many things go into your performance. And it's all in your head most of the time. You know, you just... Man. So... Expecting something good is a lot better than expecting something bad. But when it comes to what's going to make us happy in the future or something, a situation that's happening or there's this there's party coming up or there's this event and you look forward to it for so long and you expect it to be amazing and it's going to be fantastic and, you know, whatever, whatever it is, our imaginations can really amplify it. It can amplify it to great extents to, towards something positive or it can amplify it towards something very negative. Our brains are very good at that. They're very imaginative and they're very unrealistic, because they have to be. Like I said, you have to survive somehow. And having simulations of you and your head die is way better than you dying. So of course they're gonna take it. Your brain is gonna take it to an extreme, you know, because its own livelihood is at, on the line. And, you know, we don't take that into appreciation that, you know, we our brains went through a lot to reach this level of sophistication, you know, through life, having to go through all of that, and we take it for granted. and it's fine, you know, we it's not something we have to fret over a lot, it's just something we have to understand and see what it is for what it is, and see what we can do about it. I'm really an advocate of just understanding things for what they are, and then within that understanding, you can see how you can move forward from that, you know. But, if you don't understand it, you're not aware of it, then what's the point? And this is why it's important to understand expectation because we go into every interaction, every type of uh, almost everything we go into our life before we taste the tea before we taste our tea, even before we go out on a date, before we go attend a lecture, we always attempt to build an image of what the thing we're going to experience is going to be like before we experience it. And once we experience it, it's filtered out through that image that we already built on what we thought we would experience. And since you're seeing that experience through that original filter, you're going to distort the experience like I mean, you're already seeing life through a heavy filter, you know, and you just added another filter on top of that. That's just going to limit what you experience. You're going to take less out of the moment because of what's in your head. And that's what we constantly do. We are never really existing in every moment that we're in. Because we have these narratives and stories and images and things that we've built in our heads expectations and to move away from that it's not it's not an easy thing you'll have to consciously practice to not try to think about how things are going to turn out which is hell for most people because how how can i go into a situation without having an idea of how it's going to turn out you know my my existence is at stake at least that's how it feels like but that's not the case because in, your, in reality, your existence isn't at stake. Even if you go approach that cute girl that you saw on the street, like even if she rejected you, your existence isn't at stake. You're not going to die. You know. Even if you were a stand-up comedian and you bombed, no one laughed at your jokes for a good hour, you're going to go home, you might feel like shit, you're going to sleep, and tomorrow is going to be the next day, and you're going to have to get up again and do shit again your existence is almost never at stake but your brain convinces you like it is as if it is you know it's not it's really not and it's to go into a situation without the expectation of how it's going to end up being like of what this thing is going to be be like after i'm out You know, after I'm out of this situation. But you're never out of the situation because then you're just in another situation, right? And then you'll have to create expectations of that other situation that's going to come in. And this is the trap people get into. You're always trying to think of the scenarios of the next situation that's coming up that you're never actually in the situation that you're in. And because you're always seeing life through that heavy filter of expectation of what the future might be, in whatever way you might want it to be or might not want it to be, then you're never actually in that situation and you're never actually there. You're never actually here. To be here. Now. To deal with whatever it is you need to deal with, with all your capacity right here and right now. And I'll perform at my best because I trust myself to do my best with what I know at this situation. And if that won't (laughs) ensure me a good outcome, then I don't know what will. Because sure as hell thinking about if the outcome is going to be good or bad won't help. It's sure as hell better than that. So instead of focusing on how things might turn out, I'll focus on what I can do in that situation to at least shift the possibility towards my favorite, to shift the scales just a tiny little bit, just this time, just a tiny bit more, just a little bit more, so that maybe, maybe this time, I'll come out on top. And all I need is this one time. And that's it. So that's the struggle that I've, I've been through this past while. I guess, yeah, I've, I've had this type of expectation of what this podcast is and what I want it to be. Because like I said, I've had these moments with friends of mine where it was just pure clarity coming. And, and it's not an easy thing to simulate. It's not an easy thing to simulate a, a crowd of people. Who knows how many people would end up listening to this? I have no idea. And it's always there. Every single word I say, it's always there for anyone to listen to. And of course there's going to be like, of course this judge is going to creep in inside of me and say, maybe you should have said it like that, or maybe you should have done it that way. You weren't clear enough here. You didn't spit clarity like you wanted here either. But at the end of the day, that gets us nowhere, right? And it's not like I'm gonna stop anytime soon, so just enjoy the ride while it's going. And at the end of the day, those situations I had with my friends, they were very personal, very directed towards a single being. All of that pure intensity of, of me in one direction, focused. And I love that part of me, because we're we are we're a collection of a lot of parts of ourselves, and I love seeing that part of me when it comes out. Because I don't decide when it comes out, it just does, it just happens, you know. And this is why I can't simulate it in a podcast. And maybe it's happening now, I don't know. It's not something you can easily simulate. Or... It's not something you can... Because like I said, it's very personal for every friend of mine that we went through that experience with. And for you, it should be exactly the same, because that's how I want it to be. But in reality, I have no idea how you actually perceive anything I'm saying. And that's scary. And it's up to you to see how it fits in your frame and in your life. Because it's your life. It's only your life. There's nothing else that comes in that, into that equation. Sure it's a built in mechanism inside of us to act in accordance to the rules of society around us so we can actually function and grow as a society. But that really takes away a lot from what we are. And society I think right now is at a stage where it's going to grow with or without us, you know? hopefully this is what i really like about history and you see how everything really drastically changed in such a short amount of time you know, it hasn't been a century you know it's been a bit more than a century than world war 1 and look where we are now you know we don't We don't see that. A hundred years, so much can change. And let's say, give or take, you'd live till 80. And you're living in the times where things are changing faster than ever. Just imagine how things are going to keep changing in your life right now. But you look at history and you see how just a single thought, an idea, outside of a person, regardless of a person, you don't have to give it uh, an identity with a person. You know, it's just easier for us to relate to an idea if we can say it came from this person or that. But the idea itself is this energy that was thrown into the universe. Sure, maybe by a person. How it can just manifest and grow and take hold into a society where it didn't have any place to take hold like it's just like a tree growing out of stone. It finds the cracks and it fills them and pushes them apart until there's nothing that can stay in its way. And we underestimate that. We underestimate how powerful an idea can be or a way of life can be. Then we underestimate our way of life and we try to coordinate it with everything else around us and try to live a life according to that's more suitable, let's say, towards the people around me my parents, my community, my friends. This is something I really appreciated about being able to go abroad and living in Germany on my own. I'm really thankful to have been able to go abroad because I finally had the space to be able to think my own thoughts and to formulate my own way of wanting to live my life because I have my interests and my needs and my perspective on everything without any really interference from anyone around me, because the, f- the second we formulate a good thought pattern that we think should define us, we go and tell it to the people around us, because we want to share who we are with the people around us, naturally, especially our family, especially our um, moms and sisters and dads and brothers, our best friends or our classmates, or and then we tell them our new formed piece of the reality of how we're building this image of how we see the world and then that image is just attacked from every corner by everyone that you tell it to it's molded and shaped into what they expect of you rather than what you thought should be to begin with and this is what's really interesting about Steve Jobs if you look into his life he was really stubborn and he had he had his idea of how things should be and he didn't care about the automatic truths that everyone believed of how things are. You know, he just went to university. He didn't like the classes he was taking. He's like, why the fuck am I learning this? And he just started going to the classes that he wanted to go to. He just didn't follow the norms subjected to him. Out of pure will, you know, out of pure, he had his idea and reality of the world, and nothing could really seep into that and he was a perfectionist everyone hated him for that and like he took so much time to release a product because he understood he was trying to get what he saw his vision of reality and he was trying to turn it into reality a visionary trying to take an idea born within him of how he thinks things should be and twisting and Manifesting this world in ways for it to be that way. Manipulating the very rules of existence to follow his set of rules. And without him, we wouldn't be where we are right now. We wouldn't have a graphical interface where we can do everything that we do, or a mouse where we can just touch things. And he really valued user interface. At the end of the day, it's you having to deal with something and trying to get something out of it. Why do I need to overcomplicate it? No, simplify it as much as possible for the user and make it easy for them to use it. And he was a hippie by nature and somewhat of an artist and he got to mix art and technology together of what makes us human and what technology is and create something so much more beautiful out of it. Something we could all use. And he pushed humanity forward way, way more than we ever thought possible. He came in. He had his vision of reality. He forced his image of reality on reality. He succeeded. He changed reality for everyone. Of what we thought was possible and what actually is possible. What we can use and what we can't. And we're here right now. He succeeded. He changed the world. He changed reality. For everyone, not just himself. And then just left. He left. But what he left... So much more than that. It's everywhere and all around us. (laughs) Just like an idea, being able to find its way through the cracks. Fucking Steve Jobs really tore through those cracks like nothing. Force of nature. The force of nature. But that's it, he had, everyone who talked to him felt like he had this sort of reality distorting effect to make them think of what they would usually think as impossible. He'd make them think it's very possible and achievable by us. And we're the ones who can do it. Because why not? (laughs) We can, you know? And he, because he believed he can, he really did it. And they believed they could, because he believed that they could. And sometimes that's all you need. You need something outside of yourself to believe in you a lot more than you can believe in yourself. Sadly, that's the case for a lot of us. And I've had those weak moments. I've had moments in my life where I was... Where I didn't believe in myself as much as I should have. And... Luckily I had one of those friends, one of those friends that I've also had moments of clarity with, very precious moments. And he believed in me a lot more than I ever thought I could believe in myself. And that's exactly what I needed, exactly at that point, in that moment. Someone to believe in me. Belief is so strong. Belief is such a powerful motivator. If we believe we can't move forward, we sure as hell won't. (laughs) That's just how it is. You won't take the necessary actions you need to uh, reach that stage. But if you believe you can, if you believe that what's in front of you is really not out of your reach and you swim through hell to go and guess it you can I believe in you I believe in each and every one of you there's so much in each and every one of us it just has to find the cracks and grow Out of all this stone, out of all of this hate, expectation, anger and frustration, something beautiful can be born. Something that's beyond all of this heavy burden that we carry from our past from what we expect of ourselves, and what we expected of ourselves, and what people expect of us, to let go of who we were and who we thought we were for the longest damn time, what we defined ourselves to be, what's safe for us, to burn all of that away and rise, rise out of that, through the ashes, rise so much stronger than ever before. To accept all the pain, all the frustration that that comes in that weak moment, but to still believe that you can come out better at the end of it, and to keep going regardless of what's holding you back. Find your way through those cracks and grow. Grow into the most beautiful tree that can never be taken down. A tree that can flourish and maybe give life to other trees. A tree that can be a lot more than what it is for itself. I believe in each and every one of you. Even if you don't believe in yourself. Just keep going. Life will get better. It will. Trust me. Because I trust you. I trust you. Because no matter what, you'll get back up again. And you'll continue. Even if you were weak at this moment, or weak now, or weak then, what matters is that you keep going. Knowing that I believe you will make what you want to make out of yourself. And even if you don't get to that perfect image that again leads back to expectation, Even if you don't get to that image that you expect of yourself, of where you dream you're going to be or how you dream you're going to we expect too much of ourselves too soon. And then those expectations are usually misformed and distorted. But it's sure as hell, you know, if you keep going towards that image of what you're going to be, you're sure as hell going to be a lot better than what you are right now. You just have to let the past go. Because the past already happened. There is nothing you can do about that. You you can change how you look at the past. Just like how humanity has managed to change how it looks at history. You can look at your past differently and just see it as... Not even a part of you. You see it as something that happened. Let it go. You take the lessons that you need out of it. And you move forward. Memories are nice. But that's all they are. And I'm not going to live in, in my memories. I'm going to go out and create new ones. New ones I'll probably forget. Because I'll be too into the moment, enjoying them for what they are. And then enjoying the next, and enjoying the one after that. But it's not always joy, you know. It's just so fascinating how we get to live a life that's constantly in flux, that everything can always change. Everything will always change. You are a being of change. Everything about you is always changing. Every single cell in you is always changing. Your brain connections are always changing with every piece of information and thought pattern that happens. Your water that keeps on... You're drinking three liters a day and you're letting go of three liters a day. And you're already 75% water to begin with. And all of that is always going in and out and in and out and in and out of you. And you're just like a river of water moving in one direction and the water is always changing. Everything that you eat, you know, it just comes in and out. Something stays and then it goes out and something else replaces it. Everything about you is in constant change. And to think your life won't change or to think things are just going to be the same way that they are right now with the same pace, it's a mistake. The foundational essence of being is change. And since we're bounded by time... And there's nothing we can do about that. We're subjects to change. We're slaves to change, and we should embrace it. There's nothing more liberating than knowing you're a slave to something and admitting it, than understanding it for what it is, and seeing what you can do about it. Slaves of change, slaves of time. We're slaves to so many things. And yet we take all of that that limits us and we burn who we were in the past, we burn our bridges and we move forward because we have to. And we grow because of it, because we're slaves to time, because we're slaves to change. Even if you fuck up tonight, you'll sleep. And you'll wake up and the sun will rise again and you'll have to continue going. Remembering that I believe in you to keep going on what you believe is where you need to go. But a lot of us don't know what we want or what to expect of ourselves or what to... At least it's important for us to know that there's a goal we can reach. And for me, my goals have always been people, people I wanted to be like, people I wanted to reach, their level, let's say, of how they dealt with things and how they moved around and formulated themselves in this world. Because you're nothing more, at least in my opinion, you're nothing more than what you are, like, you're just a person. (laughs) In all terms, in fact, you're a person. And for me, I just want to be a better person. In every single regard. And it's not as if I'm perfect. I'm by far the least perfect person I know. I'm so flawed. In so many ways. And I know those flaws. And I accept them. And I see them for what they are. I see what I can actually improve. And what I can't. And you accept what it is. By believing that you can change a lot of what you are. You're not just... You're not... Set in stone. You're both the sculpturer and the marble. And that's what makes this so interesting this interplay of who you are and who you're going to be and your relationship with all of that. You hold the keys to all of that. No one else, you know, you can decide what you want to change on. At least for me, I looked at people, I saw qualities in people that I admired and liked. And I thought to myself, why can't those qualities also? Qualities I live by why aren't these practices that I can't do as well and I can and I did and I do and I'm better because of it not perfect but I'm better than who I was and that's all I can ask for and that's all I can keep asking for because we're slaves to so many things and to expect to be perfect is just bullshit If I expect this podcast to be perfect, that's also bullshit. We're slaves to so much. And still we get to rise beyond that. As human beings. to achieve what we didn't think was previously possible. And if they could do it, so can you. Just remember that you're you. And what makes you tick is so different from what every from what, what makes anyone else tick. We try to share who we are with the world or we try to share our great ideas with the people around us. And like I said, it gets bombarded from every angle until it's a shadow of what should have been left. And these thoughts about yourself they're so fragile and can they can go away so quickly. This is why the most At least self-aware people I've met were people that journal their thoughts, at least as kids growing up. And they just wrote down what they thought about a lot of things. And then, sure, they shared what they thought with the world. Or maybe they didn't have the need to share it with the world because they already shared it with themselves through the clarity of writing. Clarity of thought put into words on a paper. Giving thought, a proper hold, into this world, rather than the flimsy echoes of your mind. And when those thoughts were attacked from every angle, they had something to go back to. A strong structure founded in reality for what their thoughts are, on paper. And it's magic if you actually do it, if you sit down and write what you think. It's insane what you can accomplish with that. Because you're taking something vague and abstract in your head, in the echoes of your mind, where it can so easily be lost, and you're taking it out from that and putting it into reality, giving it a foothold into what is, instead of what isn't. And that's so much, that's such a better place to start than just in your head Where your thoughts have a foothold They have something they could rely on, something to move forward from The clarity of thought, and thought is so flawed in essence because of how we're built and our brains get stuck in loops around the thought pattern that only keeps getting worse and worse and worse the more we think about it because we're not coming to a solution. We're just... Our brain is just continually assessing how this thing is going to fuck us up because our existence is at stake when it really isn't. It's really okay to let go of who you are. Everything in your system is going to scream out No. But your system's wrong. And it's okay for your system to be wrong because it's a flawed system. And once you understand that and accept it, you can be better. You can move forward in your life without having to... You'll still feel it, you know. It's not as if I don't feel the anxiety or fear every now and then. It's just that my relationship to it is very different now. If I feel anxious, if I feel excitement, you know, I don't let myself get lost in the thought of what could go wrong. I just tell myself, this is my body getting ready for me to face this right now. And it's just giving me energy or prioritizing where my energy is going towards this one topic right now. That's where my energy is. And this is why I'll do well in this right now. Because that's where My energy is going. So, in essence, instead of taking that and letting it, taking that energy and letting it, I don't know, splatter everywhere in my mind and body, I sort of focus it and use it. Because your relationship to thought, how you want to approach feelings that you have in your mind and body, is very, very important. And it dictates a lot of what you are dictates your relationship with your world because that's how you're going to act within that world to begin with. If I take a thought and I amplify it negatively in a fear type of position, of course I'm going to act in a way that's going to invoke that bad thing to happen because my energy isn't going into actually just doing it. And whenever whenever we're in a certain situation we're constantly thinking about you know, we're in that situation right now and we have to deal with it. Instead of dealing with it, we're thinking about how the person in front of me is perceiving what I'm doing or how the people around me are perceiving what I'm doing or how how is everyone judging what I'm doing? How am I judging what I'm doing? Uh, and then you're constantly, like I said, projecting your expectations of how this thing is going to turn out to be, unusually negatively. And You have all of this energy and systems going on in your head evaluating things as you're in that situation instead of actually just trying to focus on doing your best in that situation. All of that energy is going in areas that really won't increase the likelihood of you achieving what you need to achieve. Sure, that's a simplistic way of looking at it, but that is how it is. Do I want to have all of my energy splattered around and and everywhere, or do I want to bring it to focus, to where it needs to be? At this moment, right here and right now, instead of what isn't. What actually is. The thought is so flimsy, we try to we associate what is with our thoughts and our imagination. And it's so powerful. Because that's how we existed for this long really like we have to understand that these are very powerful systems in us and it's easy to confuse what's real with what you think about what's real or how you want to see what's real because you're you're, like I said you're seeing life through a very very heavy filter and then that filter is also situational because you'll only see what's relevant to your survival at this moment right now You only have like four slots in your working memory where you can actually store relevant and instant data in your head at a single moment. And that's what con artists and thieves take advantage of, or magicians even, to uh, stimulate you from so many different sides. A lot more than the four slots that you have in your working memory. So that they'll get what they want. you know. And this is how it is when you walk through any store or you see an advertisement. You can only focus on so many elements. Or when you're watching a movie. This is why art has to be very specific with the elements it's trying to show you. Because you can only absorb or focus on so much. And what takes your attention there is going to stop you from being able to divert your attention somewhere else it needs to be. Because once because once you follow a certain train of thought you're sort of stuck in it or you try to support that train of thought too because if that's what i originally thought then you know you want your brain to be right most of the time so you'll try to support wrong conclusions because you you just want to think that your system is actually <laughs> a good functioning system you know and it might be but you're faulty by nature you know you shouldn't you you should be okay with making mistakes is what i'm trying to say it's okay if your brain went into a wrong train of thought. Accept it and try to find the right way of thought. But still, we're biologically tuned to... It's just like with first impressions. You see that and then you have that image and then you try to reinforce that image rather than try to play it down. This is why job interviews are decided in the first ten minutes. The first fucking minute the guy walks in. you know, Because for the rest of the interview... The interviewer is just trying to see whether or not the interviewee is going to live up to that image that he created of him in his head the second he walked in through that door. And then because he's seeing life through that lens of expectation, he'll be acting and dealing with that interviewee in ways that are going to support those qualities that the interviewer wants to see. Because that's what he's giving access to. That's the filter he's letting that person deal with or deal through. And of course, if I see a person and I expect them to be a negative way, then of course that's the that's how the that's the course of action you're supporting them to go into through your lens. You're letting them act this way because you're acting with them in that way. So imagine the guy walks into the interview, and the second you saw him, maybe he's a perfectly qualified guy but you just had a bad feeling about him so you just treated him like shit and then like he didn't reciprocate well because you're treating him like shit you know of course that interview won't go well but if the guy came in and you absolutely loved him then you'll treat him like you loved him and he'll treat you with that same type of energy and he'll reflect it back to you and it comes back to that the energy that you end up giving out through the lens and filter that you're seeing things through and the energy that people end up being able to throw back And to try... try. This is, this is what this... It's funny because in my podcast, I'm trying to formulate things in a way for, really, everyone to understand, right? And it's important because otherwise, knowledge is, is useless. To take complex thoughts and being able to compact them and give them back, that's what a true mark of a good teacher is. To influence thought, that's so important. But, you know, I... I, I can come out and say things like, like in my head, I see things a lot as energy. I see everything as energy. You know, that's not something easy for most people to get their head around because, you know, Einstein knows it. Everyone that really takes the time to see it for what it is will see it too. Everything is just energy. Matter is just energy waiting to... to fucking explode. You know, you split an atom and you have an atomic bomb. That's a lot of energy that just gets out, out of just breaking a single bond in an atom. That At that molecular level, at something so small, that's just so much energy packed inside. And you're talking about trillions and trillions and trillions and gazillions of... You can't even imagine how many atoms there are. And they're all energy. And we're all that... But we're just vibrating at different frequencies you know <laughs> like this is <laughs> like, i can't expect you to just understand what I'm, I'm talking about and i don't blame you because you're seeing life through your pre-existing filters of what you've always thought life was but to let that burn and go and try to see it for what it is it's not easy right and that's what i've been trying to say this entire episode It's achievable and I believe in you, really. I truly do.